So hi, <laughs> welcome to the Good Noise Podcast. We're here with uh, the losing score. We're gonna ask them some questions today. I'm gonna start. So, what inspired you guys to start the band, and what does the band name mean? Oh, that's me and Jack's domain. <laughs> um, so me and Jack, I guess we started the band um, when we were in school together, and uh, I was in like a various really bad like cover bands, and I was like, <laughs> this really sucks, and I want to play music. Like we were, we were like really into like uh, Foo Fighters and things when we were in school, um, and and Jack was like, well, I can I can play like a few songs by the Beatles, <laughs> like, <laughs> and uh, and he was completely underselling himself. So we like got together in his tiny shed that was like too short for me to stand up in because I'm six foot five, um, and uh, and he just absolutely cracked out Adam's song by Blink One Eighty Two that blew me away. Um, oh. and and uh he, he yeah yeah i used to get into play it all the time and he resents me for it um <laughs> and I, I guess we just started from there didn't you oh. mm-hmm. so much for just um, a couple of beatles songs well i did but um brody was never really into the beatles so i could crack out here comes the sun but that's uh that's the uh, beatles uh guitar oh that's a banger <laughs> that's cool. yeah. yeah it's good it's, it's a good way to to start anyway yeah. Like mm-hmm. we kind of bonded over Foo Fighters and Blink One Eighty Two, and then sort of grew together with like the One Ears and and Mon baseball and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, taste. And uh... <laughs> um, I think the name as well. Um, we really struggled for ages, didn't we, for a long time with the name. Yeah. Um, and then I wrote like a lyric with like the words like lo- at first we sort of just went with losing score because I wrote a lyric from a song that I just thought was real trash, and I just scrapped it, but I took that from it. And then after a while, we kept saying it, and we were like, "It's missing a the." <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Thus, That's the right. was born. The oh my god, wonderful! The was born. You love to see it. So, uh, congrats on your newest release, "Close for the Season." How do you mm-hmm. feel about the response to it from the people you've shown it to so far? Since at the time of recording, it's not fully out. Mm, what do you think, guys? Callum? I mean, I guess. I mean, it's it's cool. Uh, I sort of had a bit of like a realization moment of seeing all the Twitter notifications and likes and stuff. That's not that's a humble brag. That's not me uh, <laughs> being, like, flexed. But it was just like, oh wow, that's that's a lot of people who are excited just over the first single. So I guess it's it's a long. I, I guess like it's hard to explain. It's just it's cool. It's very 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 cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the um, we've like sent it to a few people just being like want to hear it who we can mm-hmm. kind of trust um, and yeah the response to it's been awesome because it's quite different to our first EP which is more like a pop punky thing um, and with this I I feel like we've dialed it back a bit and gone with more of like an alternative rock thing mm-hmm. um, we're not like you know, going in that direction by any means I think I just think this set of songs have more of that vibe than pop punk and and maybe a bit more emo and stuff because we're, I guess we're more inspired by that stuff um than than we used to be um with pop punk but um i i think one of the well i, I mean my dad's pretty stoked on the ep <laughs> <laughs> that's good to hear yeah. um yeah so that's cool um i think also the coolest reaction was when i sent it to Corey from from prince daddy and oh. um and he was he was real stoked on it which is awesome because you know those those uh people are uh, like a big band for us so and uh it was it was cool yeah it was nice that, that's, that's awesome. really cool yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah i'm so that. happy mm-hmm. um so can you tell me a little bit about your writing process for that record and uh how it changed from that first ep mm, i think that sort of goes back to like 
Um, I think we're being a bit more collaborative on it now because with the first EP, we um, Jack was away at uni, and um, it was just me and Cal um, in college together, and we just like I just wrote a bunch of songs and. Uh, we weren't really an active band and I was like I found a producer and we're booking studio time and <laughs> we're just gonna write the songs and it, it has to happen before we get there otherwise we're gonna look like idiots and um, so we just got these songs together and we like practiced them in my old house and um, it, it, we had kind of had to make it come together quite quick like I've, mm. we, we sort of approached the new e, like the new EP in a similar way me and Jack where I had some songs written and then we'd go into a practice session and we go through the structure of the song and try and like write unique drum parts for each section and stuff um but like it was sort of because of the lack of time of the first ep like with cal i'd be like okay these this these are the chords i'm playing and we might just have to have something simple and then when we we're in the studio luckily we had a bit of time and the producer worked with him to like flesh out some bass lines and stuff but i think this time cal you definitely added a lot lot more zest and i mean stuff. i guess with the pandemic and all as well, that made it a lot scarier for mm. not having the time together to collaborate as much as we could have done. But I mean, I think we're all happy with the end product and it's a bit of a boost in confidence for each of ourselves having to have mm-hmm. recorded it more so at home and all by ourselves. Sure, and this yeah. time, th- this time <coughs> it was a lot more intense because last time we like recorded over the space of a week, this time it was like, I was originally going to, record six songs on the drums in two days um and it was too much for me so we 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 cut it down to five songs but it was so intense over the space of two days for me and then these guys just had it real real easy with their like <laughs> weeks of like being able to record the, the guitar and bass and vocal stuff mm-hmm. and uh i don't know i think it really shows like the I was really surprised with some of the like creative licks that Callum was coming up with on bass, for instance. And like, um, I don't know, I think all of our sort of influences are showing quite a lot more significantly than the first EP. Um, I think we've got more of a range of influences as, as well now, haven't we? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like part, part of me thinks that when you look back on, uh, when you look at bands now that like sort of start changing their sound and people are like, oh, why don't they sound like they used to? Um, and they do get more of a uh, more of a variety of sounds, but I, I feel like we're trying to in- introduce th- like the other tastes and things we have, but whilst also sticking to the core of what we want, like the type of music that we strive to make. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully that comes across. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> you guys said this was like recording quarantine. How did you guys go about that? What was that process like? So with um, with the drums, it was just as not. It was like right before lockdown. So with me, so much it wasn't as much recording in quarantine. But for these guys, it was like a lot of bedroom recording and, and yeah. stuff. Like that, so. Yeah, here where I'm sat right now, uh, pretty much everything happened on my end, apart from the bass. <laughs> yeah, is... uh, it was pretty much the same for me. Just uh, just my audio interface and a bass guitar, and then. Lots of stressful takes trying to record it on my own. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah, it's it's difficult when you like mess up so much. It's like that red light thing. When the red light comes on, that's it. It's like you forget how to play. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, I'll yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, also, like, um, uh, where I've moved to now, there's like I think you can hear a lot of the other houses around you and stuff like that. And so I spent the whole time like absolutely yelling out vocals and stuff. 
um just like oh oh like every time it'd be like okay i'm gonna stop for a while because the neighbors are probably pretty pissed off hearing the same like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like song being sang for like two hours but um we got through it after after a while and we what kind of sucked is because of doing it in quarantine we had a few issues um with like the stuff we sent to the producer things were like slipping out of time and i was issues with like the files and stuff so it was as much as it was like oh cool we've got this time to, to do it by ourselves it was also really stressful because it was sort of left in our hands and we're not just yeah. leaving a producer to do it all like we did with the first one so we definitely got a lot more hands on board with this one which um was was fun but also stressful <laughs> yeah understandable understandable so where's your headspace while creating this album then um i think personally um because of like i because i wrote the the songs in like really over like i don't even know how long but i know uh the first sorry the second single which is coming out in a couple of weeks uh, shoulder to die on um mm -hmm. it's probably the oldest song on the whole ep i think i think oh, i wrote wow. it um i mean I moved house in May last year, and I remember playing it quite a lot before I moved house. So that's like, what a good eighteen months at least. I think I wrote that. Um, so I don't really know why I was holding on for that so long. Um, <laughs> the song that got cut though, we it was literally the first thing I wrote uh, after we finished the the first EP. Like I came home and we like sort of spent a whole week, um, sort of redundant talking about this song but hopefully it'll come out in the future sometime <laughs> um yeah, but i think cool. that it, it did set the tone for it a bit i think because it was like um i got real sad and stuff that we weren't together making music and stuff anymore and then i guess it's it's like got some darker tones on this new one like i think all the songs bar like one or two are, are quite sad but they've also got that upbeat energy to it because i mm -hmm. think that's more us mm -hmm. um so yeah i don't know what vibes you guys get from it because obviously i don't know how you I feel think, with the lyrics and things i think it's, it's like you said it's a lot not darker but in a sense i guess there's a lot more themes of sadness and stuff i suppose but you know it's it's, it's not like all oh, this is sad very very sad music it's still it's, <laughs> it's, it's still got your, your major chords and stuff in there sometimes so. yeah. <laughs> yeah for real so i think it's um i wrote it like across winter and things and i guess it's that like seasonal period of feeling kind of down and and struggling a little bit with that uh, so i think a lot of it came from that like even even the first single that's just came out, out dear sister um is just a bit of a fun song about like feeling like you're missing out because you know you're not watching a movie that's on tv and and all that it's just a stupid song we we rhyme the word uh fathom with jimmy fallon which kind of says <laughs> wow. it all um, <laughs> so like, uh, yeah, exactly yeah um so like as much as um you know we have a bit of fun in there as well i think the the, the themes that lie under it are more kind of like um it's like loneliness and procrastination and stuff like that throughout the winter so yeah i understand uh so what bands or artists influences do you think you can hear the most on this new record oh um well, i guess the first basis would be to say, uh, I don't know if you can make it out in the back of Brody's head, but both Remo Drive and uh, Prince Daddy. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, when we first uh, went to record the drums, the producer sat us down and he's like, so what, uh, so what uh, bands do you guys like? And we were like, well, we like Prince Daddy, like Remo Drive, all that sort of sound. And he's like, okay, 
I'm going to listen to those songs. I'm going to do better than that. So, like, that's pretty much, like, the basis, I think, with the producer as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, we always go back to the sort of root inspirations of bands like Weezer and stuff as well. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it's kind of hard. Like, it's hard to describe. I don't know if anyone else can do a better explanation than me. Yeah. I feel like we we all have we all share similar influences uh, like Prince Daddy and Modern Baseball and like Joyce Manor and s- stuff like that, but we all do have different influences. Like uh, I like some some Beatles tracks and and Brody likes like you know some bands that that me and Callum not don't necessarily like as much, and then Callum likes like um, hip hop and stuff, and he he kind of brings in sort of the funk element of it mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. a lot with with this ep like some of the licks really really shine through on this i think um so i think like yeah it's, um like you said like Kyle's probably got the most diverse um music taste out of all of us um <laughs> i think uh like it's so weird i'll find him one some days like listen to phoebe bridges and then listening to like turnstile and then listening to dental yeah. curry <laughs> Everything. Yeah. But I've got like different I think different influences for like the actual songwriting and guitar stuff and sometimes to my vocals. Like I think I've taken um a bit of inspiration from um I really like this artist called Rosie Tucker, if you you've have heard of heard of them. Um who sort of adds a bit more like character to their vocals mm-hmm. um like little nuances and things i've been trying to push push my range a little bit more listening to some of like um especially Corey from prince daddy's definitely been sort of hitting that falsetto thing and i i've been doing falsetto on things for a while um because obviously i've I, I love weezer and things but it was cool hearing that being put into emo and punk and stuff and people being like yeah this is cool mm-hmm. so i was mm-hmm. like maybe i'll push a bit of that in <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. So what would you guys do differently on your next release that you didn't have the chance to do on this one? Studio. Studio. Hopefully not being locked down and uh, have That'd the chance nice. to record all together again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you guys prefer the, the studio thing over the, the quarantine, doing it yourself? Definitely. Bullshit. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay, that's I mean, fair. That's fair. Uh, and I, I like having that element of pressure there, so I mm-hmm. don't like mess about, but also not that much pressure where it's so much <laughs> in in like a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. And also, preferably, next release would be a would be an LP, but but I'd, yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like uh, with our first EP, uh, the producer is a guy called Matt Heap, um, who I think we just had like a blast of him all week, and he really like took what we had and was like well maybe this doesn't need to be in there uh, like this feels unnecessary but this could be enhanced by doing that and he really took on the role of producer rather than just record an engineer um and i think we'd love to have that because we sort of went with um the guy who produced this new ep um bob cooper he just recorded the drums and then and reamped the guitars and things that we tracked at home and and mixed it and although that was sort of uh a way around it we went because we wanted to try a different producer different sound and things like that um but we couldn't record everything with him mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. so it was like a bit of a hybrid of both and i feel like we missed out because we were only there for the two days we missed out on that element of being together in a room and just trying things and um, yeah there's a sort of there's, there's a sort of extra like um 
energy, I guess, that being together brings and obviously not having that um, kind of made it feel a bit different. Like mm-hmm. the, the first EP was so fun and like such a good time recording it. But uh, this one, was it was a lot more stressful and and like it felt a lot more isolated because we obviously went together recording all of it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. ne- hopefully in the next, you know, in the next release, we'll be together and we'll have that sort of energy and, and that fun again, I guess. I think also, um, as well as the production side of it, I think we're, the, 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 if we do an LP next, I think it's probably going to be more of a mix of our first EP and second EP. So sort of like the more fun and and um, upbeat stuff for the first mm-hmm. one with the the kind of more mature sound of the, our second one. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like, because I'm writing songs at the moment that I feel like will hopefully eventually be on there, um, yeah. and they feel a little bit more because it's you know it's summer and it's I'm feeling different vibes, and we've also got some older songs that didn't make it on this EP and they've been left over that might come together to make a bit of a variety in there. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously, you've got more uh, more leeway with, with, with like you know nine to twelve songs. So okay so we're talking like a full-length album next maybe possibly (laughs) (laughs) if anybody wants one (laughs) (laughs) um so is is there a certain feeling you want your listeners to have while listening to this ep sad no 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 Uh, no. (laughs) um well i guess there is a bit of a right isn't there if it's like you were saying, Bird, about like a lot of the songs being more about being alone and I guess kept to yourself, I guess there's that sense of you want people to have security and like, you know, it's fine to take breaks by yourself and all, like you don't always have to be an extroverted person, like introvert, in- introversy, is that a word? If it, I'm making it, 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 now. Now. it is now. Yeah. It is now. Exactly. <laughs> introversy is okay. Like, it's fine. You don't have to always be outside and everything. Uh, take time for yourself because everyone mm-hmm. needs that sort of recharge themselves to get back to back to base and stuff so yeah just just feel feel good about yourself everyone yeah. needs that yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I also think that if it's uh if, if people are sort of feeling a bit down and a bit alone like um like just listening to the sort of lyrics and stuff on some of the songs like it sort of shows that you're not really alone because there's always people feeling the similar way like mm-hmm. yeah like just, um, it's like um you know we we, we oh. see ourselves as just normal ass people <laughs> um <laughs> but i think hearing that people who are making music that you might like are also in similar positions and like jack said is is like a so like a re- relatability sort of thing um but you know try, it's, it's it seems like counterintuitive right and um being like i want people to see the goodness in these songs about sad stuff but I think it the way it's been presented, it it feels like people might listen to it and be like, okay, well, you know, other people feel like this too, and it's okay. Um, but yeah, I think Jack uh, and Cal pretty pretty much hit a nail on the head with that. But also, if you want to just listen because, like, you want to be in a good mood, I mean, there's songs that that can just sort of help you be in a yeah. good mood i guess like just because it, it's sad sort of lyrics it it doesn't mean the song itself <laughs> sounds sad you know yeah. so mm-hmm. yeah i think one of the probably the saddest song on, on the the ep is like the most upbeat <laughs> probably <laughs> <laughs> and the shoulder might be 
it's probably the saddest vibe and it's like the most upbeat and sort of like yo <laughs> okay. yeah that's, right. that's how you describe it yo. so how did you guys choose the opener and closer for the album did you write them to be that way or did they just kind of shuffle and fall that way i think it's they just happened didn't it like straight yeah away, just yeah fell. i think <laughs> i guess in a sense you just sort of feel the flow when you yeah. when you you have to like make the tracks obviously um but you sort of have that natural feel when okay so this sort of feels like a good a good uh opener for everything it's nice and bouncy or whatever mm-hmm. and then you just feel the ride i guess in a way um until they get to the very last one and yeah it's just sort of like the flow of how you feel between each track and yeah. it but just it's... sort of naturally fits i don't think you could listen to the last track on the ep and be like and think it'd be anywhere but at the end yeah like yeah. obviously we've made it sound like it ends there but even when i first wrote it and showed it to jack i was like this is you know this is a closer song and um yeah i think with the opener though as much as it could have fit probably anyway sorry if you hear my dog barking he's going crazy yeah. um <laughs> <laughs> he wants to be involved but i think um with every day it's called every day feels the same and i just want to preface it was written way before um, the pandemic, <laughs> Although, <laughs> as relatable yeah. as it's become. Um, that that was sort of one where I think I came to the guys like, I think I've written a good opener song, mm-hmm. um, but like that probably could have fit. If it didn't have the intro that it had, if it just started after the intro, it, it probably could have fit anywhere on the EP, honestly. But, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you guys hinted at this album that you have, or just other things in the works. What can you tell us about it? We've got, uh, um, we're, we're, we're going to be recording some singles to release around Christmas time that we've been sort of sitting on for a while now, like um, one that we've been playing quite a lot live, um, like is kind of Christmassy sort of themed. Not really, but like... It's, I mean, about... it's about Batman Returns, which is a Christmas film, and I won't. I, I will die on that hill. It, I will die on that hill. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wait, which one is that? Is that the? Is that that's in the trilogy, right? No, it's it's the second one. Um, that um, like the second Tim Burton one. And, okay. Um, it's it's the one with um with Danny DeVito as the Penguin. So. Yes. Okay. I yeah I agree I agree. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, where do you guys see the project in the next five years? Ooh. <laughs> that's a hard question to answer. It is. It's like a job there. interview. What skills do you guys have? <laughs> Weaknesses um, and strengths. I mean, we've got we've got hopes and dreams, you know. Like, like you know, hopefully. <laughs> oh, it feels weird saying this, but you know, hopefully, we we sort of get to bring it over to america and like play some play some gigs there it'd be pretty epic if we could do that yeah yeah Um, i think like speaking realistically probably um doing like a decent headline tour in the mm -hmm. in the the uk and then hopefully like jacks is going into america i think america is like the where where uk bands dream of (laughs) (laughs) this is funny because it just seems it might be like i know a lot of american bands really want to come to the uk but like it just seems like a completely different thing over there like um i think like you know kids in america will literally 
travel like two three hours to go to like a basement show but in the uk they're like oh, i gotta get on the train for, for like 30 minutes like and i'll pass so different yeah it sucks but yeah. Yeah. i do okay. like the uk scene still but what do you think carl basement um i mean i mean i'm just sort of excited to see where it goes as well like hopefully doing more shows and everything because i'm craving it after this whole uh this whole pandemic but uh i just think writing songs because as much as it comes to a stress of writing songs it's just something new something interesting to mess around with and play with during practice and playing the shows live and stuff so yeah hopefully hopefully writing more songs yeah and I, on, on that topic, I think it'd be cool to write, you know, like an album or something that people put on their, like, album of the year list and stuff. That'd be, yeah. that'd be cool. That'd be so, so cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Well, good luck with all that, guys. Hopefully the world yeah. opens back up soon and you can come to America. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, for real, yeah. So for the last couple of questions, we're going to shift away from music and go straight to death row. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? <laughs> Oh, we had all this wholesome uh, shit going on. I'm like, okay, so today you guys are gonna die. Um, well, for food, I mean, we've got this. I think it's in America as well. We have this, this shop called Aldi, and they have yes. this really, really nice vegan pizza. Oh, no. oh yeah, that's like one of my favorite <laughs> things ever currently. So okay. that'd be the that'd be the yeah the spicy cauliflower one. It's not <laughs> spicy though. They say it's spicy, but it's mm. it's not. Um, so we'd have that, and uh, we'd have a McDonald's diet coke because I don't know what <laughs> they I don't know what they do to those drinks in McDonald's, but they're just always way better than what you get from the shops. Okay. <laughs> I think they just water them down, and and Probably. we're just hydrating <laughs> ourselves. We're forcing ourselves. <laughs> I think personally, um, it'd be a mix. Can it be like anything from anywhere? Can yeah. we mix anything from, from anywhere? Wow. Yeah. Um, so to start, Dude, like... I chose Aldi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could be any restaurant over there. Um, we um, when I went to Prague, um, I went in the Hard Rock Cafe there, and they had these like cauliflower wings with mm-hmm. like blue cheese dip and this like cheese dust around it. And it was like, it was so good. It was so so good. Um, I mean, you had to kind of live with some consequences the next day. But if I'm dying that day, it doesn't matter. Um, exactly. There you go. Um, so that's a little life hack for you. That. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wings if you're dying the next day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you know you, if you, you're on death row, um, mm-hmm. I probably have them to start. Um, I really like halloumi, um, like mm-hmm. halloumi burgers and stuff. And there's this really good one. Um, in this burger place in my town, the Lion's Den. Shout out, maybe that or like one from this this like nearby pub that we got, which is real good. Just a halloumi burger, we love it. Um, maybe like um, part of me would want like just a real good like ice cream milkshake. I think I'd go with an ice cream milkshake. Yeah, probably mm-hmm. that. Probably that. Um, and for me, it's got to be an ice cold diet coke. <laughs> <laughs> Sponsored. Uh, not sponsored yeah yeah sponsored uh but um as for food like i i'm like a human bin so i eat anything <laughs> um that's fair i i think it would probably 
I like I'm gonna regret saying this later, but it'll probably be something like a a bacon double cheeseburger or, or something like that. <laughs> Just, okay. It's hard to think of food when you're not hungry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like uh, some something like that, or like a, a chicken wrap or something. I, I, don't, I don't really know. You KFC are, gravy. You guys are definitely a uh, Diet Coke kind of band. Waiting for sponsorship <laughs> yeah. to come. I'm a Pepsi Max guy too, though, so I'll sell for a Pepsi sponsorship if needs be. Okay, just okay. one of yeah, those. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. One of those, yeah. yeah. I guess <laughs> you'll settle for a Pepsi if, if you want. Yeah. <laughs> We're, We're on Pepsi. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? Oh. Mm-hmm. Someone else go first. Um, it doesn't look like Jack I... wants to go first. <laughs> i really um my like favorite game is elder scrolls oblivion um, oh yeah and yes oblivion gang mm-hmm. um and i just think like being in um like cyrodiilla and like being able to walk around and, and like travel to each town as well and experience that like first person that'd be that'd be so cool okay. be, like, the real that the, like no nostalgia trip could ever like top that Mm-hmm. It'd be incredible. You'd have to have the soundtrack playing in the background as well. Just of course, okay. yeah. You know. <laughs> it's a yeah, must. That'd be cool. Exactly, yeah. that'd be cool as hell, though. Um, I guess purely just because I'm wearing a t-shirt of it and I'm looking at a little figurine of it somewhere in the Dragon Ball universe. Okay. Just mm-hmm. too much variety. Too much variety. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere yeah. in there. Okay. And there's there's bound to be some person there who's like over some sort of power level that you have to uh do some immense training to fight so there's always a challenge there's always a an objective there so <laughs> um mine's gonna be a, a bit of a, a bit of a mix like i i really love batman but mm-hmm. i think it would be a horrible place to live <laughs> um so you'd i'd either have to be like a hero fighting alongside batman in Gotham, <laughs> or um, like the 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 little place in Spirited Away, mm-hmm. I think that would be a lovely place to uh to go. <laughs> All right, just, just a cute little like uh, village full of uh spirit food. Right. Yeah. So we so... went from Batman to cutie village. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a man of variety. So I have the honor of asking the last question, and every single person we've spoken to has said the most important question. What is your favorite color? I mean, I think, I think my ruined shirt kind of says it all. Really, I, I, <laughs> I can just fair. answer. Gray. <laughs> just a nice, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I, oh, I just, Jack's looking around his room. Like, what color do I like? <laughs> this is why you don't have wallpaper. Like, just paint your walls. Yeah. Fine. I was like, um. When I was a kid, I I, I said pink. But I think that's just because I was trying to be like, look at me, I'm different. Because um, like boys were like, ooh, me, pink. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, maybe I think like green. I used to say green uh, like for a long time, but recently I've been vibing with like orange and like a nice sort of ooh. like pinkish red. Yeah. Yeah. I vibe with that. But yeah. yeah. But green's an OG. Green's like yeah, pretty sick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I've got to go with like purple, which is is perfect, really. Um, yeah. <laughs> print study hat. 
Solid. It's either purple or like gold. I I really like the color gold, not so much actual gold, like, but like the color when it's on like a a document or something, you know, like yeah. a sort of yellow, dark yellow, mustardy sort of. Mm-hmm. Like your fancy mirror in the background as well. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a mirror. It's not actually a painting, but oh. in the mirror, there's the John Wick 3 poster. Um, oh. Kind of cool. Favorite colors, Keanu Reeves. I like to think that that's not even a mirror. Like it looks like from here, like it's just a, a frame to like a hole in your wall. That just has, like, this little box in your wall with just like a shrine. Fell down, and there's just a hole behind there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little shrine to John. Yeah. Um. So as I said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything you'd like to plug? Oh, oh. Uh, I mean, I guess band accounts. So Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, all the losing score. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be, uh, uh, Spotify because Apple Music's for posers. Um, band <laughs> camp, uh, Whoa! <laughs> Fuck Apple Music. Let me let me guess which one you do use. Um, <laughs> no, no, we're, we're, we're on everything pretty much, apart from we're not on Google Play. Sorry, because then they put it on YouTube, and we like being in control of YouTube. So yeah, yeah, I guess that. And follow our personals so you can see the random shit we tweet. I guess. Oh. <laughs> So thank you for sitting down with us, guys. This has been the Losing Score and We're the Good Noise Podcast.